nice to be talking to the first official lawyer we had on the show. I don't know why I said official. Okay, I know we've had like an illegal lawyer come on the show, but it's great to be speaking to you. Uh, when you say law and Lebanon, the two words are very synonymous with each other. And growing up, we believed we were living in a lawless country. We still till today believe we're living in a lawless country. So what I wanted to ask you and what we're going to try to get into today, what is Lebanon's legal system? How is it structured? How does it work? Okay, so Lebanon's uh, legal structure. Um, first of all, I'm sure you heard that uh, Lebanon's legal structure is completely corrupt and that, uh, uh, as a lot of people say, 95% of the judges are bad, etc. Uh, really, yep. it's, it's it's a bit more than it's a bit more complicated than that. It's it's not about the judges, uh, Ryan. It's um, in my opinion, really, uh, on on the contrary, like ninety five percent of the judges are good. The problem is with the system, with with the the things, um, uh, with the with the way things are are set. All right. So you have clearly a political interference in the judiciary, and. Uh, here lies here lies the problem, not in the judges themselves. Of course, there's a small percentage of the judges who are maybe corrupted, but in general, it's uh, because of the system. Why? You have something called the High Judicial Council, Majlis Al Qada Al Alam. Eight out of ten members of this High Judicial Council are appointed by the government. All right. So, I'm sure you've heard this before, but let me give you an example of. Like, for example, one, one or two examples of who these judges are. First of all, you have the Can you imagine the, the president of all the, the public prosecution, the public prosecution? He's the president of this, this judge is appointed by the government. Another example, another judge is the رئيس التفتيش القضائي. هاي التفتيش القضائي اللي هو المرجع لكل الشكاوى يعني regarding the judges. يعني every time you think a judge is not doing his his or her work, you go to this هاي التفتيش القضائي. So رئيس هيد الهيئة is appointed by the government. So you get an idea, right? I'm starting to get an idea. And um, so, so all the high power judges who essentially have a lot of say are being appointed by the government. How do they get appointed by the yes, government? So it's not just Nabih Berri sitting down and saying you or how does no. it work? OK, so I, I gave you an example of uh, two of these um, eight. The, the, the other two, two judges are elected. OK, so we have a problem with these eight uh, judges who are key uh, position. OK, key positions. And um, so, uh, so that's the first problem. They're appointed by the government. The second uh, problem, okay, you're gonna tell me, okay, what is this High Judicial Council about? What, is, uh, what are uh, its uh, prerogatives? So first of all, this High Judicial Council ensures that um, the courts are, are doing their work effectively. They monitor uh, the well-functioning of the courts. They make sure the, the, the judiciary is independent. And most importantly, this High Judicial Council appoints the judges. Which judge goes where, which area will have jurisdiction over uh, which uh, cases, you know, if it's uh, criminal, civil. Yani this High Judicial Council is the Okay? And 
The problem is that um, this, uh, these appointments, recruitments, uh, promotions, okay, um, are not, unfortunately, are not based on uh, competence, all right? They're mostly based on how affiliated you are to a political party. In addition, once the High Judicial Council made its list and nominated the judge, the judges for uh, the, you know, for the it's not done. It has to be issued by a decree signed by President of the Republic, Prime Minister, Minister of Justice, Minister of Defense, and Minister of Finance. So if one of the names of the judges chosen by this High Judicial Council um, is not, you know, uh, in line with any of the five uh, people I just mentioned, the Tashkilat uh, al-Qadaiyya, the appointments, just stop. Just, just like what is happening now, you know, Tashkilat al-Qadaiyya, bijarur, ma'am yidmado, all right? And this is, uh, this is really, really dangerous for, uh, for justice. Um, so you have the eight out of ten members who are appointed by the government. You have the High Judicial Council who is not um, able to do its own appointments. They need the okay of uh, the government. And um, the High Judicial Council is not only um, um, administratively dependent, but is only also financially um, dependent. Uh, the High Judicial Council doesn't have its own financial autonomy. It its budget is allocated by the Minister of Justice. So how do you expect the judiciary to be independent uh, and, uh, you know, uh, like s the separation of powers, the executive separated from the judici judiciary, when it's not uh, financially independent? So how I view it, to, to make it in like uh, layman's terms and just like simplified, it's a bit like a cake. Yani, uh, you have one council, one committee, then there's another bigger one. Then it actually at the top of the cake, the fucking cherry on top is uh, the government as a unanimous government being the ones to put these people in positions of power. And Akid, they will be putting in, as you mentioned, people who suit their own agendas, people they have wasta. We love the term wasta here. And this is where the issue lies. Exactly, exactly, totally. Um, this is why we need a reform here. A reform, not only in the mentalities, but also in the law. The, the law uh, should be adopted in this matter, which is Anun Istiklaliyat al Qada. And mo uh, like, the most important thing is that these judges. Uh, the members of the High Judicial Council would only be elected by their peers, by the judges themselves, and they would they would be final. They won't need any decree, all right, in order for the nomination for the appointments to become final. And this will ensure when you have only judges appointing, you know, uh, uh, their peers. Okay, this will ensure nomination upon, upon uh, um, uh, like criteria of competence, the right person at the right place, and not uh, by political affiliation. Because how do you expect? Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I, I get your point. And in a in a normal world, this makes complete sense. Yeah, in a, in a civilized country, this makes sense. But how do you confirm 
that the judges being the ones to appoint the judges are not politically affiliated what if you have 70 percent of them are politically affiliated won't they nominate judges who are affiliated like themselves to certain parties okay uh, f- good question but really like for example now uh, you have no idea how excellent he is um, in terms of competence in terms of um, you know ethics uh, this judge is really an example, and he is at the head of this High Judicial Council. But I guess maybe his hands are tied, since you know, politic, uh, the political uh, uh, oligarchy is is uh, you know interfering. If you let this kind of uh, judge uh, uh, work on his own with a group of judges, trust me. Uh, things will get better, okay? And therefore, judges won't be afraid of rendering a decision, you know? Because let me tell you something, Rayan. If it's you and you and I, uh, like, you know, in a court, we are not politically affiliated, the, the judges' decisions are excellent. They're really objective, explained. But if one of us knows someone or is affiliated by a political party, then boom, the problem occurs. So this judge who's gonna, he cannot, like if, if for example, a, a somebody appoints you, you know, in a position, how are you expected to judge against him or against, you know, somebody related to him? It's impossible. But if somebody independent, you know, appoints you, then your, ha- your hands are free, you know, and you can do whatever you're conscious and whatever the law tells you to do. So has this happened? I'm sure it has happened before where a judge is put in a position in court where maybe there's one political party on one side, another on another side, and he has to give a verdict. What happens then if he gives the verdict, the wrong verdict that doesn't suit whoever is appointing him, whoever has you know controlled him? Does he get fired? Does he get what happens to the judge who, who... Exactly. He gets, in, 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 instead of getting promoted, he will get punished. So let's say the judge who rendered a decision against a certain political party, in the next appointments, instead of, instead of getting promoted, he will get downgraded. And he will, they will, he will be uh, like sent to, for example, Jezin um, or, uh, I don't know, uh, Amun, okay? Instead of being in Baabda or Beirut or Metan or, you know, like the key, uh, with all due respect to all the areas uh, in Lebanon, but he won't have an influential position anymore. Instead of, you know, uh, supporting him, he will be downgraded. And judges really don't want that. They want, you know, they want to get promoted. Instead of being, for example, Ra'is Mahkameh, he will just be a mustashar. You know what I mean? So basically, if you don't adhere to whichever political parties have the say in, within the judicial system, uh, it will be stopping your career growth. And uh, let's be real, everyone wants promotions everyone wants to reach the peak of their career and the pinnacle what happens to the judges who want to have nothing to do and and i have a few friends whose dads are judges to my knowledge they're quite respectable and they're not politically affiliated does their career suffer do they always will they never will they stick to a certain place instead of getting that promotion and and climbing the ranks in my opinion, uh, yes. If one of the political uh, parties is really, really upset, upset, and you're not backed up by another one, 
you know if you like you 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 upset them all well there's no chance of you uh, you know of, like for the judge to uh, to be promoted of course unless okay you're against the political party but you're backed up by another one then they will push you but if you're totally uh, independent you 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 your growth will be very slow and it will be you know uh, stopped at some point so what i'm getting out of talking to you right now is that there are good judges this is important to mention not every judge in the system right now is corrupt there are independents usually if they are independents and their morals are good their career suffers and the issue that we have right now with legislation and the legal system and the courts is completely a systemic issue okay yeah and this is easier said than done and we can just easily say but how do you it sounds like a top to bottom problem so is the solution just a secular independent government and without that are we never going to see a fair court system and a fair judicial system yeah exactly and you just tackled a very important point that by the way um, the high judicial council is also uh, nominated upon secular uh, you know a uh, religious uh, uh, basis like for example the rais majlis qada al ala is christian uh, the nayib al amatamize is sunni so can you imagine you know, instead of uh, being focused on uh, competence and uh, on how uh, you know uh, uh, brave and uh, and like the really the right man or woman at the right uh, place we're focused on jibbu al masihi min hun al sin al shi'i min hun so um, and and really uh, the 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 law should be adopted as soon as possible because an an, an independent judiciary uh, rayan is really the the key is the cornerstone of any um, you know uh, to like to reach accountability um, to get people's rights to uh, to avoid uh, 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 crimes being unpunished uh, like get done with impunity um you you can't have like a normal uh, uh, country without an independent judiciary 100% but this sounds like something that you know respectfully will take 10 20 years and that's if we start getting an independent political system hello there are positives Anna, I, I i remember reading an article and all the news that came out that uh, Milham Khalaf was appointed head of the Bar- Beirut Bar Association, something like that. Are these signs that it's starting to change or was this just merely a small, small thing to happen? Definitely, 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 definitely. Let me tell you something. You know that for, like Milham Khalaf becoming the head of the Beirut Bar Association is a first in which sense that usually uh, the custom wants that you uh, first get elected in the committee and then like two years later, you run uh, for the presidency. Uh, he just came from outside and like everybody was like, there's no way, yeah, you know, he wasn't even a member. And he was faced with all the, uh, you know, bulldozer political parties. And for the past, I don't know, decades, um, the, the, the really the, the Beirut Bar Association presidents were affiliated to political parties. and. Honestly, the fact of Milham Khalaf being elected at the head of the Beirut Bar Association 
of course, uh, it proves that things have changed, that uh, people, uh, maybe all, not all of the people, not everyone, but a large majority are really fed up with the, with the political parties and they elected um, uh, a completely independent person, no, bearing in mind that the lawyer that, who was running against him, uh, who is not uh, politically affiliated, but was just uh, supported by the political parties. He is independent, uh, but supported. They made him fail. They didn't want to, you know, have any relationship with the political parties. And, um, and yeah, and also the same goes to like, you know, the universities uh, before running to uh, like a student council in a student council, you should before you, you 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 should be you know affiliated to a political party. Now you see we see that the secular clubs are winning and uh, things are moving. They are moving slowly, but they surely are moving. Anna, I think one of the most important things is uh, transparency. Yani, I feel like us as Lebanese, we don't know what the fuck the laws are. This is this is the issue. Yani, I have you have no idea what rights you have. Uh, and maybe you can apply this thinking in other countries, but it, it, it's a lot more apparent, you know what I mean? I'll give you a small example, Yanni. These weren't laws, but these were enacted by the government when, when there were lockdowns and there were specific rules and things. Nobody knew where the fuck to go, where to look, what, what, what were the laws with lockdown, what can I do, what can't I do? We ended up taking a fine because we were walking when we shouldn't have been walking. And the officers told us, yes, well, you know, it was everywhere. We, we listed it on social media and everywhere. So I think there is a clear problem with an access to information. I saw, I read, studying up on this, that there was a law passed. It's called the Access to Information Law, which I think was passed in 2017 or so. Correct. Uh, allowing people to go and ask the government, the courts, whatever, for uh, public documents, for, for different pieces of, of articles and information. Correct. I also have read that while this was technically enacted, it's not actually being Enforced. executed. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned like uh, people don't know, you know, their rights uh, here in Lebanon and their obligation. And this is one of the main reasons reasons uh, that pushed me to uh, start with my uh, you know instagram page because really I, I realized that people around me even among the most educated ones are not aware of their basics uh, their basic rights and their basic obligations you know even like doctors engineers they don't know they don't even understand what they uh, what is being said on the news they don't even understand what is being you know written in the in the in the in the newspapers Okay, so uh, you're right, and, and access to information is key, is key um, to, uh, to increase transparency and hence um, uh, hold politicians accountable. Because uh, how, how are you supposed to hold um, you know, politicians accountable if you don't know what's going on? So as you mentioned, this law um, was passed in 2017, but unfortunately, unfortunately is not being enforced. Uh, the first reason is, you know, this law, uh, let me explain it first quickly, is it, it allows every citizen, every NGO, every, like, every journalist, everyone, basically, to ask information from the government, from public administrations, uh, from, uh, you know, every entity related to um, the, the, the government and, you know, um, um, 
to ask information, to ask uh, statistics, to ask uh, how many arrests um, have been done. Okay, have been. Uh, what's your What's your net worth? Uh, how much did you steal? Like this type of information. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what exactly. was the deal? Safa'a bi al kahraba. Let me see the contract um, in everything, really. And uh, so the first problem is um, uh, they. These public administrations, um, apart from allowing you know the citizens to uh, have access to them, the administrations have the obligation, okay, to publish them periodically, once a year, twice a year, on their websites. But the problem is most of them don't even have websites, all right, to publish. Also, public administrations don't even have this mentality of publishing, you know, information. They like to keep it secret because this is what, what they're used to, all right? So really a change of mentality, a drastic change of mentalities is really required here. And, um, and yeah, so, uh, so also they were, they were saying, yeah, uh, a decree, okay? Uh, so we cannot apply the law. But uh, like we know that is not, um, you know, um, mandatory um, every time. Uh, a law should be enforced. In some very particular cases, you need a And anyways, the was issued a few months ago and still, uh, the administrations and the public uh, institutions are not uh, applying uh, uh, the, the law. And, uh, and this law is really key. It, 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 Leiani, I read somewhere that the more uh, the country is corrupted, the more laws you have. <laughs> so it's really, I, I think it's really not a matter of how many laws you have. And, uh, you know, because they're very proud, they go on television, uh, but the, the, okay? the, the, the key is to enforce these laws, not to adopt them. Uh, like, for example, the, 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 the banking secrecy, okay? Like, also, a few months ago, طلعوا على التلفزيونات الشباب نحن عملنا بدنا نرفع السرية المصرفية عن كل اللي بيتعاطوا الشأن العام and when you when you look at the law you know in the in the bill bill يعني الدرافت لو يعني الاكتراح القانون okay before it turns into law it was the, the the judge was given this authority to lift the banking secrecy at the moment of the vote this uh, uh, you know, um, authority given to the judge was removed. So now you have a law, okay, another law, <laughs> uh, where you can lift the banking secrecy uh, on the, uh, like, you know, the public uh, people, but uh, the, the judge is not giving the authority to do so. Who is given the authority to do so? Which is presided by and anyway, it has always been given this authority and it hasn't lifted يعني, secrecy على, على من وقت ما تهربوا كل الأموال and الهيئة الثانية اللي هي بعد ما تشكلت بعد okay? there's another authority supposed to be created uh, it's uh, created, it's supposed to be uh, um, uh, six members four of them again will be appointed by who? by the government so, okay, first of all, you have to see the essence of the anun, if it's still there, according to me, 
تفضم للاسنس تبعه and uh, even if you have an anoon you have to uh, it, it should be enforced and 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 here is rayan uh, the important point also يعني قبل ما okay it's not there but each every judge should like regardless of whether there's a law or not should be anjad who يكون عنده مناعه from the inside لانه فيك تحط له مليون law and still he would still be corrupted um so basically you said it yourself they they like to give the impression and go on mtv and all these media sites to say look look at the laws we've Im- imprinted and and put out there but they don't actually execute them one thing and especially this is from a personal perspective something i'm very interested in being a bit in media with the podcast is uh freedom of expression hello according to what i know technically you can come out and more or less <laughs> say whatever you want online because lebanon is kind of viewed as progressive and we can critique our leaders but at the same time i've seen many examples of people uh you know make uh, ca- um, calling out the president or speaker of parliament or prime minister or whatever and then they get hit with defamation law so how does freedom of expression work what can we say what can't we say how can we critique our politicians and yeah that's a very good question because indeed it is confusing so you have on one hand the constitution okay that guarantees freedom of speech and freedom of expression and refers to the uh, uh, déclaration universelle des droits de l'homme okay um, so you have that on one hand okay the universal declaration of human rights but on the other hand it the constitution states that as long as it is uh, with, within the limits of the laws and honey yani the devil is in the details so what uh, what the, what do lebanese laws state in this matter and there is the problem uh, really the terms um, used in the law are very broad are very vague and are very broadly interpreted you have for example almas bi al-salm al-ahli itharat al-na'arat al-ta'ifiyya almas bi karamat aw sharaf al-ra'is so really anything can constitute um, defamation slander uh, anything okay because they are so broad and the fact that they are broad and vague is being exploited okay by the government and especially by the cyber bureau okay uh, who uses uh, this uh, these texts in the law and who takes advantage of them to uh, arrest activists and journalists um, intimidate them pressure them um, by making them like sign um, illegal pledges and uh, also they often don't respect um, you know the rights of the detainees uh, like for example article 47 that was recently amended uh, last year in october 2020 um, according to this new article uh, a lawyer you should you, you have the right to have a lawyer from the beginning till the end of the investigation and often uh, like uh, the 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 cyber bureau doesn't even respect this article so um really it's it's like i said confusing because you have the constitution that guarantees the freedom of expression but you have the very broad texts in the law uh, which limit this uh, freedom of expression 
I see what you mean. So it's it's another case of, well, look, we are progressive. The laws are there, but execution, which is tending to be a theme here, um, which is good to know. So Anaf, from, from my end, I know what to say and what not to say. I'm already very careful anyway. No, but, but in, um, order, in order for you to know exactly, Anjad, uh, the law should be amended, okay? Uh, because, by the way, do you know that if you curse the president of the republic, you can get imprisoned for up to two years? imprisonment for cursing okay do you know that if you curse um, the army or the judiciary you can get imprisoned for up to one year okay so in my opinion um, this the law uh, the, should be amended like first point okay a switch should occur from criminal to civil instead of being imprisoned you would pay a fine okay like in any other, you know, uh, civilized country. Um, also, the, uh, the amendments that should be done to the law is um, uh, explain and clarify these uh, wide and these vague uh, terms in the law. And what is exactly Isarat al-Na'arat al-Ta'ifiyya? You know, what is exactly al-Masbi, Karamit, and sharaf al-Ra'is? And um, also there's something important, Rayan, is that there is something called Anun al-Madbu'at, okay, the publication law, and uh, the court, uh, the publication court, yani Mahkamat al-Madbu'at. Hinni mas'uleen yinzru bi kill al-da'awa bi al-adah wudam, etc. Because the law is old, bil newspaper, bil televisions, al-radio, but digital uh, spaces are not included yet and why is it but why is it important so for now hadan activists biul shi ghalat ala facebook ala twitter ala instagram it goes under the criminal okay law don't don't ah okay I see yeah and not the publication law so honey it's really important to add the digital spaces as the uh, uh, in the uh, jurisdiction of the publication law why because like for example one of the example is that in bi anun al matbuhat is a masalan hadan a journalist alshi on tv okay ma fi shi ispotu if ihtiyati ma fi okay he gets judged judged and then whatever happens happens within a court decision bi anun al hubat which is not anun al matbuhat okay fi tawif ihtiyati and that is getting used and abused. So this is a, a very important demand and amendment that should happen. Wow, this is a huge piece of information I didn't know. So to clarify, because this the, the laws are very old, if you critique uh, politicians or go off and say anything on old media, traditional media, you know, newspapers, TVs and everything, you will be held into account civilly you're not this is not a criminal case this is a civil law case whereas if you yeah, say it on not, digital not be- civil law yani you have a special uh, if, if a court okay badena fiat arir whatever but ma fi shi ismu tawif ihtiyati okay okay and they haven't adopted or changed the laws to suit digital therefore if you exactly. are like you're saying going on digital you can be trialed as a criminal exactly and and this is a huge not as a journal yeah. yeah exactly and and uh, you know it is like decades ago you know 
it really should get amended. And even journalists on newspaper use social media, right? That's and true. Podcasts. No, that's true. And so yeah, as well, hopefully podcasts remain in this gray zone. <laughs> even though, to be fair, I think we've been okay. But um, look, I, I, I also something I really wanted to talk to you about. I can't not ask you about this. Is the Beirut port explosion? Uh, so many people, everyone in this country wants to see justice. Um, we thought that there might have been justice with uh, Judge Sawan, who had quite a good reputation. Uh, and, you know, there were reports and rumors and yes, we're going to go after everyone. And even if it's the politicians, Marshu, and then he was taken off the case. So what I wanted to ask you is, are we do you think we're ever going to legally see any justice with the August 4th explosion? Wow. Um, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I really uh, don't want to lose hope. And uh, I personally lost one of my best friends uh, in this blast. She was... Uh, Sorry for your loss. Thank you. She was 36. She was a brilliant, witty, uh, amazing uh, lady. She, uh, she uh, left a, you know, a finance career in Geneva and in Paris to be, you know, uh, uh, like to play a role in her community, to be, to be close to her family. I don't want to give up and I don't want to believe that it's over, okay? And uh, we should all fight everyone in his or her own way to get there. Now, really, uh, Ryan, this, uh, this explosion, um, like one of the biggest explosion in history that, uh, you know, killed 200 people, uh, uh, wounded more than 6,000 people who are still suffering um, and left homeless more than 300,000 uh, people, all right? This is huge. The magnitude of this explosion is just huge, immeasurable. This is why we shouldn't be looking at the port investigation as a normal investigation, as a normal, you know, a, a murder or, you know, we should be looking at this investigation from the side of the family victims. Okay. We have to put ourselves in their place. So when you look, um, uh, so when you stand um, uh, on the side of the family victims, they don't want to understand numbers. They don't want to um, listen to articles 40, article 79, immunity. They don't want that. They want the truth. They want, after the truth, they want accountability because this is essential for their grieving process. And this is what the father of one of the victims told me. It's important for their grieving process. They want to know who and why and when, okay? So, um, and this is why when Sawan, Judge Sawan was dismissed, it was a black day. It was a black day for uh, the Lebanese in general and for the family victims in particular. They, the victims were killed another time and they are being killed every day that goes through and that goes by without any, you know, a hint of information. So I think this is what people need to realize, okay? And the political class needs to understand, okay? So going back to Judge Sawan, um, he wanted, so he was dismissed because he didn't want to, uh, you know, stop at the immunity thing, okay? He said, you know what, there's immunity. Okay, you know what, I'm not going to stand, to stop there. I'm gonna overpass this and I want, because I want to know the truth, okay? Um, 
instead of being supported, he was dismissed. Okay, so that was for me clearly a one zero for one for politicians, zero for the judiciary and for the truth. And okay, so if you wanna, I don't know if you wanna, you want me to go through the the immunities uh, just very quickly. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, like because it's important okay first of all the ministers who were charged were not charged as the, uh, members of parliament or lawyers they were charged as members okay of the government at the time of the explosion okay um ali hassan khalil was not charged as a, as a lawyer so here immunities don't apply okay um, and immunities in addition were not uh, put to uh, they were they were they were made to protect you know a member of parliament while he's talking while he's defending uh, a cause you know to uh, limit any potential uh, lawsuit of defamation etc that would you know uh, uh, arise from him holding a speech but it was never uh, put in the constitution in order to protect them from a potential murder okay and anyways um, uh, these immunities should, you know, be we should we should we should get over with. Like, why is why does an MP have immunity and I don't have an immunity or you don't have immunity? We are all equal under the law. We are all equal uh, according to the constitution. If someone uh, like took a side and was wasn't being neutral, he took the side of justice. Okay. And the second reason why he was being was why he was dismissed is that they considered that him having a house in Ashrafiyah, Ashrafiyah that was damaged uh, shows that no no there's legitimate suspicion over his neutrality. Uh, they discovered this uh, six months after assigning him to the case. Oh, weird. Yeah. Plus, so as you said, as you mentioned, uh, six months after, as if they didn't know. Second, second. Um, he didn't even file a lawsuit, um, uh, and he, he is not even a party in the in the lawsuit. You know, like in regard to his damaged house, all right. So uh, really, there was this decision was um, it, it was it was really a black day when this decision was rendered. Hala, you're asking me if I have hope. Um, there's something important here is that. Um, Tarek Bitar, the new uh, lead investigator judge, uh, he knows what, what's going around. He saw that uh, someone was dismissed and still he accepted the job. So really, I want to believe that maybe he can do something. And um, I don't know if you noticed, but um, there is not a lot of time uh, between someone stepping down and appointing uh, Tarek Bitar. لو ما كان في ثوره ولا ما كان في pressure trust me كنا قعدنا اشهر لانه the lead investigator should be in, in appointed uh, by the رئيس مجلس القضاء الاعلى president of the high judicial council and وزير العدل the minister of justice so usually uh, an agreement like this takes months right so he was quickly appointed he knows what he's getting himself into so i want to try and and give the, the Lebanese judiciary the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I, I want to be optimistic as well, but and I, I really don't I don't know anything about the new judge that's been appointed. Um, but wouldn't you say, you know, you know, my judge Sawan, clearly it was a cause that he couldn't beat. So anyone else accepting this cause, yani, 
would there be i don't know you know some people might say like in order to accept this you have to be affiliated because look what happened to judge sawan he clearly was trying to fight for justice didn't work bye bye so why would anyone else take this if they know that and it, i don't know you can't fight the system that's a that's a very good question um and the fact that he took it let's wait and see what he has in mind maybe uh, he has a different tactic maybe he wants you know to uh, interrogate like he's doing now at, at like uh, now uh, he inter today he's uh, he's interrogating uh, the 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 like i think four or five officials that are being held um so maybe he has a different technique maybe he wants like now to um you know uh, leave the politicians um, uh, aside for a bit uh, and get technical maybe he has his own way the the the, the judge is uh, is um, is honest he has he is known to have ethics um and he is known to be straightforward and he knows what happened to his predecessor and he still accepted the job So I really want to okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that sounds a bit that sounds a bit more optimistic and I I I and it, I definitely after hearing that is and you, know, you never know in this country to have optimism but it's a bit nice to hear and I did want to ask you now that we've discussed how crazy and fucking complicated the system is and sectarian and wasta do you think we should have an international investigation? Um I, I'm not sure, Ryan. Honestly, um, first of all, um, we saw what happened with the special tribunal um, with Rafi with Rafi Al Hariri. Okay, Rafi Al Hariri was a prime minister who got assassinated. He wasn't like you know uh, my uh, 36-year-old uh, uh, friend in Jamaica or a little baby Alexandra Najar. He was prime minister, and still, okay. 15 years later and millions of dollars later spent okay they indicted one man okay um, and there was an agreement there was a deal between the Lebanese government and the SGL not to indict any political party so i'm not sure that everything international is is uh, like you know nomnih bidarura اكيد بدك تقول لي اكيد احسن من لبنان اكيد احسن من لبنان ماني اكيد يعني اجوا الاف بي اي واجوا الفرنش انفستيجيتورز وين التقارير شو قالوا يعني نحن قلنا انه خلص اجى الاف بي اي واجوا الفرنش فرنش قالوا الاقمار الاصطناعيه ما كانت ماشيه انه اي 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 ثينك وي شود اول الاو ذا لبنانيز جوديشري تو فانكشن Okay, like for example, when uh, caretaker uh, Prime Minister uh, Diab was was charged, okay, like just let me tell you something. Of course, there are the people who the responsible for the for the buying of the nitrate, the responsible uh, uh, um, side for storing, uh, you know, the the nitrate in the port, the responsible for on the day of August 4 what happened, you know. Uh, who detonated or who is responsible on the day of August 4 but 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 there is also negligence and recklessness so and for me it's as as important because had like the politicians been responsible uh, August 4 wouldn't have happened so when um, uh, Hassan al-Jab got uh, charged okay for negligence um, he uh, stepped out of the Sarai and just stated that his conscience was clear and that he wasn't going to get interrogated i mean when haybat al qada al qada lazim ykun al kill 
okay, ولا الكل. Um, he cannot decide not to go because his conscience was clear. What example is he setting to, uh, you know, the people? يعني أنت هلا بتروح تسرق أو تهذا بيجوا بتقولوا لا أنا ضميري مرتاح. Okay. And you know, we saw at the time Hariri uh, paying him a visit, going to the Sarai, and you know, لأنه مقام رئيس الحكومة was at risk. You know, ليه لأنه they have the same religion. In the name of the religion, they unite. You know, you 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 did mention just quickly. You did mention the Hariri tribunal, and something I understood, I I didn't know that, according to you, there was an agreement that you couldn't try a political party. Yeah, that was okay, an agreement. Ah, I, uh, I thought it was there wasn't enough evidence found to try yeah. a political. Because yeah. if you're going to do that, ah. Uh, But, and this yeah. is the thing, whenever you, uh, you reach out to the international community, the, um, there's something called sovereignty. The Lebanese authorities have to agree. You are entering their country, our country. Okay, so, uh, okay, STL came, but there was a deal. So, you know, okay, okay United Nations. Uh, uh, what if the Lebanese authorities don't uh, hand in, uh, you know, uh, critical information? I know, I don't care. So, for me, I want to give the benefit of the doubt to the Lebanese judiciary, but maybe for the last time. Yani, of course, uh, Sawan's dismissal was a, was a big, big um, mistake. Let's see what will happen with Tariq Bitar, and then we'll take it from there. Please, I know lawyers. Um, I know lawyers like to charge for time, so I, I, I'm, I'm very thankful that this is for for free. I want to clarify that. Um, so thank you so much. I, I learned a lot. I hope a lot of people as well uh, got some insight into how the system works. And thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Really, it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anrami, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm a Sabal. Thank you. Also, we'd love your feedback, so please DM us on Instagram at Fauda2020.